So say your couple is supposed to be getting married this weekend, but they've had to postpone or reschedule. They are so sad and so devastated about it. I think um, it would just mean so much for them to hear from you as their wedding vendor, just checking in. And it could be something as easy as a text saying, hi, I'm thinking about you today. Ideally, you try to support local if you can, but um, just things like a little mask or like a lip balm or just something inexpensive, cute, and thoughtful. Something that makes them feel all warm and fuzzy and then they know you have your you have their back and you're excited for them and um, the day will come when they can celebrate. You know, the main aspect of being a success in your business is actually selling your service. Who would have thought? When it comes to videos, whether you're doing weddings, company profiles, corporate work, or ads, the fastest way to sell is to draw emotion from the viewer. It doesn't matter how good your shot or how epic the setting is. It'll be no match from the power of audio. The clear audio and music are the keys to telling and selling a story. For us and a lot of people in my industry, the best source for high quality music is none other than Musicbed. Musicbed has a highly curated roster featuring hundreds of artists, bands, and composers. As a Wedding Video Boss listener, you can get your first month of subscription free or 20% off of a single song purchase. Just enter the promo code no space Wedding Video Boss when you check out. Now you could call yourself a savant, a master storyteller, or whatever the heck you need to say to make yourself different. Remember, use the promo code Wedding Video Boss or click on the link in the notes. Welcome to the Wedding Bossness Podcast, where we talk about the business of being a wedding creative. Bossness is defined as the epic act of proving your doubters wrong by doing everything right. If this is your first time listening, this podcast is for you, the small business owner who wants to turn their passion into profit. The late bloomer that everyone already wrote off. The boss who wants to try something different, diversify, but has been receiving nothing but resistance. I'm with you. It's hard. Especially when the biggest obstacle for your success is yourself. That's why I didn't want to be the podcast to bring you the inspiration. I want to bring you the tools for execution, especially for what's going on right now. The next series of episodes were recorded last minute because I'm sure if you're listening right now, we're all at home and are days into the stay-at-home order by the government because of the COVID-19 virus. I invited some of the biggest names in the wedding industry to talk about urgent and really important topics to help you still run your business and communicate with your clients. I know this is a scary time. Everything's up in the air. The best way for us to be ready for what's coming is to be ready for the worst. Today, we're talking to Nora Shales of Rock, Paper, Coin, and She's enlightening us about handling current and future concerns of your clients during the COVID outbreak. She's an expert in paperwork, especially with contracts and emails. So make sure you take notes because this will really help you on how to respond to your clients. We also did a Q&A afterwards, so stick around for that. Nora is already here, and she is going live right after the intro.
So uh, before we start, uh, traditionally, I ask the guests to tell us something about yourself, just to break the ice. Tell us something. Tell us something about yourself that people would probably be surprised to know about you. Um, gosh, what's appropriate to say right now? Anything. So I actually come from. My parents are Iraqi immigrants, so I'm first generation um, here in the U.S. So uh, both my parents. Um, had very little understanding of the United States when they came here in their 20s and 30s. So um, people are always kind of ex- surprised to learn that about me. So it's kind of a fun fact. And I'm fluent in Arabic. Oh, very yeah. good. <laughs> so how do you say, like, calm down, guys, yes. in, in Arabic? Is it? Oh, God. Okay, I'm not that fluent. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay then. So my parents... <laughs> They're mostly like kind of slang is, oh. is their dialect. So I don't know that it would translate. <laughs> okay. How how do you say no? We don't do refunds in Arabic. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. I should <laughs> learn that now. <laughs> okay. So now I, I always, I'm so fascinated with origin stories from people. So I would love to know what your origin story is. So tell us how you got into the industry and what you're up to right now. Sure. So, um, gosh, my love for weddings started a long, long time ago as a little kid. My mom was, um, she would work from home and she was a seamstress, a very talented seamstress. And we'd always have brides coming into our house with their dresses. And so my mom would have like bridal magazines and pattern books. And I just fell in love with it at a very early age. Um, and then when I was in college, I went to Gonzaga in Eastern Washington. I submitted um, a business plan for a business plan competition, um, just kind of on a whim. I had extra time, and this was kind of something I was interested in, not thinking it was actually something I could do for a living. But I submitted it. I won, and the winnings gave me all of my funds to start up right after college. So I started a company called Bridal Bliss. We are based in Portland. We also have teams in Seattle and Bend in Central Oregon. Um, We have about 20 planners. We do about 150 weddings per year. Um, And a couple years ago, one of my planners, Elizabeth and I, were just over drinks commiserating. We were just so annoyed our clients weren't signing contracts or making their payments on time. And it was like we were babysitting them and constantly reminding them. So um, fast forward about two and a half years, we created a company called Rock Paper Coin, which basically digitizes the whole onboarding process. So you can send a digital invoice, um, you can send a contract to get a signature, and it just really streamlines the process. And it's a really great workflow. Um, and we have a really low processing fee. So vendors really love it. So that's kind of where I am now in a nutshell. I probably spend half my time working on Rock Paper Coin and the other half working on Bridal Bliss. So this has been a very interesting time for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, just so um, everyone knows, we're recording this during the time when um, the COVID uh, pandemic has happened. And I immediately emailed Nora and said, please, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so be- <gasps> before, before everything, all of this happened, I want to mm-hmm. ask you, what would be typ- the typical worry of a client like before all of this COVID happened? 
Oh, gosh. I mean, I guess it really depends on where they are in the process. New clients that have just booked and starting to get going on their wedding planning, they're mostly just worried about finding a venue and finding a date. I think their wedding is so up in the air in their head until they can visualize an actual space and have a date that they can um, go towards. So I would say that's their biggest worry. Um, as you get closer, it's things like hearing back from your guests on RSVPs, um, kind of managing emotions with the family um, and as a couple and parents and, and all of those different intricacies. Um, you know, we work with couples that are trusting us to execute their day well and make sure we have all their bases covered. So we handle most of the planning. So they shouldn't be overly stressed at any given point. If they are, people always ask us about bridezillas or groomzillas. If that happens, which is really rare, it's really because of some family situation that's going on in the background. So um, I think just the worries really depend on the stage of planning that they're in before this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now let's go to after. <laughs> Drop the hammer. Um, so it's been an interesting couple weeks. Obviously, the gravity of it has changed so many times where it was kind of something people were worried about and then people couldn't travel and then you couldn't have a wedding over 250 people and then 50 and then 10 and now it's like zip depending on where you are. Um, so we're basically like triaging our clients at this point. We have reached out to everyone that's booked with us. Um, kind of in different sections. So there's a group that's between get plan to get married between now and the end of May. And then there's the group that's like June through August, September, um, actually kind of through the end of the year. And then there's, you know, in the future in 2021. So 2021 is pretty chill. People are understanding, you know, their life is kind of shut down too. So they're kind of trying to get some of the planning done, but um, we're not hearing a ton from them. It's mostly those couples that had planned to get married before the end of May where their life has kind of been turned upside down. So, um, so they're kind of the priority at this point. However, those June through August, September clients are starting to get stressed too. So um, we reached out to them to try to be as proactive as we can. Obviously, they want to know that we're thinking about them and um, kind of have ideas on, on how to deal with the situation. Um, but we haven't, ha we've only had one client that's actually pulled the trigger on changing their date that was after June. So that was a July client and she's actually going all the way to next July. Um, but otherwise, we're basically just creating contingency plans for everyone. So we're reaching out to their vendor team, seeing who's available when, when the venue's available. Obviously, there's those, some of those key vendors like the venue, the photographer that can only accommodate one wedding per day, and they're kind of the focus. Um, you know, there are some DJ teams or even planners where you can substitute somebody in to, to take over if necessary, so you don't have to give up the booking. Um, so that's kind of where we're at now is just solidifying the contingency plans. A lot of venues and vendors are giving us first right of refusal on specific dates. So the, the couple doesn't have to like say we're for sure changing the date right now. Um, I think this whole thing is so up in the air and nobody knows timeframes, including the president 
or any of the governors. So it's hard to say this is what we're doing, um, especially for those that were maybe getting married in July or August. And if they're going to push back to September, October, um, it would be horrible to have to, to change it again. So they're just kind of waiting to see how the cards fall. Okay. How about do you have a question? No, no. Um, okay. I oh, I did, but I can ask it later. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess I guess I want to ask. Um, since this has been what a week old, like the the for most the for what most is, yeah. right a for week old, couples. yeah. What What are the most common mistakes that you see that people do when it comes to? Not their contracts, but maybe like addressing, just addressing, yeah. you know, the couples, not necessarily yeah. like refunds and or everything, anything like that. We can sure. talk about that later. Yeah. So with vendors, you mean? Yes. Yes. Um, there's a couple that I've noticed lately. Um, one would be for vendors to reach out to clients directly instead of reaching out to their planner first, because the planner has probably been in touch with them at least has a general sense of what the plan moving forward is, um, they're already stressed. So the less people that are going to chime in and say, have you rescheduled your wedding date yet? Like that's not helpful. So talk to the planner first. Um, so you're also not creating double work for both of you guys. Um, I think the other mistake I've seen, I've been on a lot of canned emails and um, it's been like a lot of doom and gloom. Like, basically recommending that they reschedule their wedding. I had one photographer sent an email to her clients and I was on the list and she was saying, um, my, my dates are filling up through the end of the year. So if you want to reschedule, now's the time. Well, I mean, that's not really helpful if, if they're already stressed and don't really know what they're going to do. If that's the case, you can deal with it when it comes up. But um, I think just trying not to overly stress the couples is kind of key. They're already stressed. They're already super emotional about it. So if there is a wedding planner, I absolutely recommend going through them first. And then I would more like check in. Um, oh, shoot. Did I lose you? Oh, there I you go. <laughs> okay. Um, I would check in just like a, how are you doing? How are you holding up? I've been thinking about you just more of a friendly, like we're all in this together. Can't wait for your wedding type of thing. So like they know that you care about them and their wedding, but you're not making them make any decisions right now. That's what I'd recommend. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. That that really helps because I I've always wondered, you know, from from our perspective, as soon as this happened, I'm like, oh, man, our our the 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 money that they paid us, you know, I, I know. Want to give it back, but at the same time we kind of spent it already yeah, yeah. <laughs> business deal. yeah we have an office that we pay for we have an internet at the office right. all of those things. Insurance, all that stuff. i want to i want to hear yeah. now since you've been dealing with a lot of couples what what's their mindset when it comes to this uh, apart from you know them being like worried and is there like a certain mindset that you expect them to be in um, most have been pretty positive, I would say, and really understanding, obviously, like, it's not our fault, it's not your fault, they can't point fingers at anyone. So I think that's kind of what's making everyone feel like we're all in this together. And um, we don't really have answers right now. So 
I think they're stressed, but I think the fact that they know their vendors are flexible and are excited about their wedding and it's still going to happen, I mean, for most, um, most are okay. And those are for the, I would say, June through beyond. Before May, um, they're pretty disappointed. They're pretty just sad. And it's been a day that they've looked forward to for so long. So to have to shift everything and just thinking about their guests and all the money that they potentially have lost in travel and accommodations and um, just kind of things like that. So they're definitely not thinking about themselves only. And I've had clients reach out, um, you know, after my initial contact and just be like, how are you doing? We've been thinking about you. And um, so they're not, they're being wonderful, basically, is <laughs> the moral of the story. But yeah, that's great. I think it's great insight that you're right. It's also the guests that have totally paid for hotels and oh, that's mm -hmm. good. yeah, and travel. You know, yeah, so. and most have been fine. Like most of the airlines are giving credits and things like that. Um, if if like a flight or something is canceled, you're going to get your money back. It's just kind of those other ones. So there are all these gray areas that um, couples are just kind of bummed about it. Right. So, so you're saying um, when it comes to game plan wise, when this happened, mm -hmm. the best way is to contact the planner first, right? Yes. But for sure. then, if there um, is one. Okay, but then when when it comes to comforting the, you know, just is it okay just reaching out to the couples directly, just to like see how they are? We're thinking of you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think after you've connected with the planner and you kind of okay. know what their mindset is and what they're thinking and what the potential contingency plan, I think it's great to reach out to them and, um, and just say hi and that you're thinking of them. So how do you feel about, cause we, we recently got this bride who, um, who's inquiring and she said, mm -hmm. I am going to book you, but you need to have, uh what do you call that a refund policy if ever i want to cancel the wedding how her wedding's in june her wedding's in june yeah so it's, it's coming and she wants to book now well she wants to book so that she doesn't lose oh. us to somebody else yeah but then also she you know what happens if she can't you know have that wedding in june so she was like how would you yeah. through that well, I mean, I think it's a fair concern, but at the same point, you are trying to run a business. So um, it kind of depends on you and how flexible you want to be. I'll tell you, for Bridal Bliss, we take a half down retainer and the other half is due two weeks before the wedding. Um, if the wedding is canceled within three months of the wedding date, the entire balance is due. And that's because we're probably not going to be able to book another wedding on that date that soon. And we've probably turned away a lot of business because of that booking. So um, for a case like this, thankfully, we haven't had anyone that's wanted to cancel. It's more just postponements. And we don't have a postponement fee. I know a lot of vendors do, which if that works for your company, great. Um, but we've just been pushing dates to whenever they want to reschedule at that point. But the ones that like our um, April weddings, our May weddings, their full balance is due based on their anticipated date. Um, so we're still going to see final payments coming in the near future, but we're not going to be able to do the wedding until their postponed date. So um, 
it's just something cash flow. You're going to have to kind of figure that into your financials. That's true. And I think that's. But I didn't answer your question. <laughs> no, but I think um, you've given me a good idea too on how to address um, brides who are, you know, a, a June bride, a July bride. That's yeah. You know, at that point, we don't know uh, how bad it's going to be, but I know. Old, it'll be better, like way better at that point. I would say, at the very least, I mean, stick with your contract. But at the very least, I would say maybe half of the retainer is refundable or something like that since it's so soon. Right. Um, I don't know how many last minute bookings you get, but for us, we're probably not going to see a ton of June bookings, um, especially now. So I don't know. You, It's up to you. I think for each vendor, it's going to be a different decision. Yeah, that's, that's true too. And I think because planning, you're right. They, we get more, last minute bookings as videographers and I'm sure not a lot of plans. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me see. Uh, I, so I want to ask now, um, cause I love that you're pushing for these uh, uh, care packages. Oh yeah. So yeah, what, what do you so, mean? Yeah. What do you mean about the intended date? Like these care packages? Yeah. So like the, so say your couple's, supposed to be getting married this weekend but they've had to postpone or reschedule they are so sad and so devastated about it um, for the most part I think some some are still being positive but they're still kind of sad so I think um, it would just mean so much for them to hear from you as their wedding vendor just checking in and it could be something as easy as a text saying hi I'm thinking about you today can't wait for your event whenever um, it could be like a little spa kit. So um, Fox Fox makes some really cute ones. There are a lot online you can get. Um, ideally, you try to support local if you can. But um, just things like a little mask or like a lip balm or just something inexpensive, cute, and thoughtful. Um, you could also pair up with a local baker and send maybe like a wedding cake cookie or like a little mini tasting cake or just something um, something that makes them feel all warm and fuzzy and then they know you have your you have their back and you're excited for them and um, the day will come when they can celebrate that's a really good and idea. things like that things like that are really memorable to couples so in the future when their their friends get engaged they'll be like oh my cinematographer did the nicest thing when we had to reschedule our date and you'll really stay top of mind obviously um, they probably won't get a ton of those. So it's, it's something that they'll remember. Okay. I actually just realized that um, last weekend, our couple, so they canceled the wedding. Oh, they postponed the mm -hmm. wedding, right? Postponed. Last weekend. What they did was they made a new hashtag, something about their wedding and then COVID in the hashtag. And they <sighs> said, we wanted to, we want you to hashtag whatever you're doing today at our wedding so that we could on our oh, wedding date. Oh, I date. love that. So that they could like reminisce. And now I just realized I should have just recorded all of the hashtags and put them in <laughs> one video and then I could just send it to them. So. Oh, that's really a cute idea. I like right? that. Right? So I could probably for the next one, because we have one this, well, today. <laughs> Wait, this weekend. This weekend. We're coming. Weekend. There's a coming one coming weekend, but they already postponed it. I could yeah. just do that. Just tell the couple, let's do a hashtag. Have like a party totally. going, you know, 
there's a lot of DJs that actually just spin on at their house and they do like a live I've feed seen that. like that. That's, so that's really cute. Just maybe yeah, I'm sure they would love that. Right? Yeah. Just organize anything that's thoughtful is much appreciated. I love it doesn't that. have to cost a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which okay. is key right now. Yeah. yeah, not a lot of money right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when it comes to because I know this, we, we haven't seen anything like this, but it's always better to to prepare for the future. Future, It's always better to mm-hmm. be ready for the worst, right? So what, mm-hmm. what do you think is a good contingency plan when it comes to something like this? Oh, gosh. I always say, like, we always have backup plans for our couples. We always have a rain plan. We have a heat plan. We do not have global pandemic plans. <laughs> I mean, I think it's hard to, like, you can't have a contingency plan for this. Like, you can, there's no reason to reserve a date six months in the future for, like, if there's nothing like this happening, you know. I think it's more making sure that all of the contracts that you put out are rock solid. Um, A lot of wedding vendors right now have been reaching out to lawyers to review their contract and make sure they have all of the appropriate um, kind of blurbs in there. Um, some require initials, some don't. There are all these little things, and it depends state by state. So you'll want to hire a local um, lawyer, and it's not cheap, but it could save you a lot of trouble and money in the future. So um, I think first thing first, take a look at your contract, make sure everything looks really good. Um, and then we are also making people sign postponement agreements after they've chosen a new date. And it's not saying much other than this is the new date. Um, This is when you made the decision to change the date. Uh, If you change it again, there may be additional fees. Um, Because for us, like, it takes a lot more work to to postpone a wedding. So if they're going to do it again, like they have to pay something at that point. We're just transferring without any fees out of the goodness of our hearts. <laughs> but at a certain point, you it's a business. So, um, you know, we want to support our couples as much as we can, but we also want to lay it all out. So moving forward, they know, um, they know what they're dealing with. So it's for us, we've done it as an addendum to our original agreement, but I know some wedding professionals are sending a brand new contract as well. Um, So that's one thing. Something else that a lot of wedding professionals have learned is important that we've been pushing for years is wedding insurance. You have to get wedding insurance, even if it's just one day liability insurance. It's saved a lot of people these last couple of weeks. Um, but you have to talk to an, an agent, obviously, obviously I'm not a specialist. So talk to an agent that can really break down what you're buying and what it covers. So right now, if you are a couple and you're just nervous about COVID-19 and your wedding and you want to call it off, it's not going to be covered most likely. But if your venue is canceling on you, your vendors physically can't make it or something like that, then it'll cover things like that. Um, I do know that there are some full on like cancellation policies you can get. They're a lot more expensive, but it might be worth it for something like this. So just make sure you speak with a specialist and make sure you understand exactly what kind of policy you're purchasing. Um, but I think it's, it's helping a lot of people right now. Okay. That's good. I mean, it, I think it's, it, I think it's really important that, 
you know, having something like this, this situation, all we got to do is prepare. And th- right. those are really good points. I, I love those. I didn't know you could get wedding insurance. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> right. Okay. Right. So, so now for, for people who um, decide to uh, do like a small wedding. Yeah. Have you had have you brides had- and grooms who suddenly wanted to? Oh my gosh. Yes. You'll have to check out our blog. It's bridalbliss.com forward slash blog. I just posted one this morning of this really sweet couple that got married on Saturday and they had planned this 200 people extravaganza on this amazing waterfront resort. And it was last Saturday and they scaled it down like three separate times. So at first it was going to be, okay, well only 150 people can come. And now only so-and-so can come. And then they set the rule that that you couldn't have more than 10 people uh, together in a room. So then they scaled it down to just their immediate family. So they canceled their venue. They booked a VRBO and just had 10 of their parents, siblings, immediate family come out. And their officiant was a family member. And the only vendor um, that was on site was their photographer, um, Stefan and Audrey out of Seattle, who was so great. And the couple was so just happy and warm and rolling with the punches. And they had a beautiful ceremony outside and then came in. And um, Molly, one of our planners, had put together a surprise Zoom conference um, virtual cocktail hour, essentially. So their friends and family, it's this huge, um, it's this huge Irish Catholic family that loves to party. We've done a bunch of their events in the past and they're just the best people. Um, But everyone had gotten dressed up in what they were going to wear at the wedding. So everyone was all dolled up. Even like the flower girl and ring boy had their clothes on and everybody just brought their like drink of choice. And the couple was surprised with this zoom conference and um, they, everyone took turns toasting the couple so there's a really awesome video on the blog of the bride seeing it for the first time. And they're just like so overwhelmed and happy. It was, it was really awesome. Um, and then after that, they just had um, dinner delivered and cake delivered and enjoyed some time together. And that was that. So we kind of made the best of the situation as best we could. And, you know, the couple's really happy about it. Uh, Molly, their planner, had also reached out to all of the guests because we were hearing from. Um, a lot of their guests like how can we support them we're so sad we can't be there so she sent a link to a dropbox folder and just encouraged everybody to leave well wishes or notes or like some kids drew pictures that they uploaded things like that and then she printed it all out and put it in this really beautiful little package and um oh my gosh i love all these comments it's so great Thanks, guys. <laughs> Affirmation. Yes. Um, I know. Yeah. I was really excited about it. Um, so, so she printed out, had like a custom booklet made and just kind of sent them away with a wedding in a box. So she had these custom menu cards made with the dinners that they ordered and um, little place cards and ribbon for her flowers and just like little easy things that she could package for them to take and just make it really special for them. So um, that was another great way that guests could get involved. Um, I'm trying to think what else we recommended for that wedding. We, a lot of the guests, they really wanted to support financially as well. So we set up a, um, 
um, like a honeymoon fund for them. So guests could, you know, give them a gift as money towards their honeymoon. So once we can travel again, they can just enjoy it and, and um, kind of celebrate together after this has all died down. So little things like that, it's really easy to set up on our end, but it really made such a big difference to the couple and the guests felt included. Um, for those weddings that take place where, you know, even in the near future, if weddings take place, some grandparents might not be able to come or people from international locations might not be able to come. So you can easily live stream anything for guests to feel included and be a part of the day. Um, so there are a lot of different ways that you can still incorporate all of those guests that might not be able to make it. Because even if these weddings all happen after June, which I mean, fingers crossed that I, most of them will, but I know they, they will without a doubt be smaller than expected without a doubt. Yeah. So. That's what I was thinking too. And I think because this is kind of, it, it, it didn't hit all the regions at once. It's hitting like right. Washington, California, New York, and then, you know, maybe the, you know, yeah. West later on, then, then maybe when we're fine, when California and Portland and Seattle and New York are fine, maybe the rest right. of the can't travel yet. Yeah. You know, they, I know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to think about it one day at a time, right? <laughs> I, I think it's it's crazy I mean, because oh, what was that? No, I'm like I just think it's a win that I I put on makeup today for this. So like at least we're doing something today. Oh, I did just for you, you guys. <laughs> you do, yeah. <laughs> and I, I put on something other than a sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> I showered for everyone today, so congratulations. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Okay, so it's I, a win. I, you know, it's crazy because Vivian's la- still in her pajamas. <laughs> I know, I love it. Uh, it's crazy. I had a last Zoom year- conference. Oh okay. yeah, go go for it. No, I was just saying I had a Zoom conference with a bunch of, of my son's school moms the other day, and it was like at nine o'clock, and and I texted them and I was like, just a heads up, I am totally going to be in my pajamas, and they go, wait, you changed out of your pajamas? <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it's a precedent that we can all be as casual as we oh, want. <laughs> I love it, D. Okay, people in the chat are saying most of them are still in their pajamas. Okay, so, I love it. I, I love it. A little bit better today. <laughs> Hey, I wore pants today. See, pants. He did. So I was, I was just gonna say, um, last year was there was like a trend of elopements that were starting, mm-hmm. and it trickled on to this year. And there's a lot of like really famous photographers that got into elopements, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's that's one way to future-proof our business is to get ready for smaller weddings, not necessarily elopements, but you know, there's right. probably get married still at the venues but it's going to be smaller so i think that's a good idea to to be ready for something like that yeah i think so and smaller like size wise doesn't necessarily mean the budget has to be smaller um the great thing about doing a smaller wedding is that you can go bigger with everything that you're doing so your tablescape can be more intense you can have more personal details so Obviously, it depends on the couple and their budget. But when we get a smaller wedding with a substantial budget, it's a lot more exciting than a huge wedding with one. You just Your money goes a lot further. So l- tell me how you feel about this. Because I feel like whenever a couple you know, approaches us and talks to us about this, like this issue, um, instead of 
saying so for example like a couple asks for a refund or something like that instead of saying oh we don't do refunds i think i feel like we our job is to give them the option of what you just said like you could still yeah. use your budget reschedule we could plan this out give them a solution yeah because the the last yeah. thing we want is to worry a little bit more you know Totally. And all the wedding professionals we've spoken with have been so wonderful and understanding and flexible. Um, I think having the option of changing up packages a little bit is going to be pretty helpful. Um, I had one cinematographer reach out to me and he said, um, I'm just throwing in the option of a really quick, like next day edit that they can send out to their family and friends that can't make it for free. Um, so just like little things like that is going to help quite a bit in the future. Um, so I think a little bit of flexibility is important, but at the same time, they've signed the contract. This is why we have contracts. So the, re the retainer should not be refundable unless you are canceling on them for some reason, in my humble opinion. <laughs> so I wouldn't, we're not even discussing cancellations with a couple unless they bring it up. So it shouldn't even be part of the conversation. It should more be, you know, when would you prefer to have the festivities take place? I'll check availability with all your wedding professionals and um, we can take it from there. But unless they absolutely want to cancel, um, which I think will be a small fraction of bookings, but who's to say what's going to happen? Um, but I wouldn't bring it up unless, unless they do. Okay. Yeah. And I would stick with your budget when they do, or sorry, stick with your contract when they do. Okay, because I, I, one of my friends, they messaged me because they had one couple where, you know, they already canceled the wedding and blah, blah, blah. And then they replied with, it, it was like a really nice reply saying that we don't do, not in these words, but we don't do refunds. But here are the other options that you could do. We could do an elopement. We could do a family photo shoot and blah, blah, blah. But then they emailed back saying that, um, they emailed back saying that uh, we still would want the refund. So how how do we reply to that? So they don't want you there for the elopement. Oh, so they're saying that, you know, the so the, the photographer said um, we could do an elopement, we could do a family photo shoot at the amount mm -hmm. of your deposit. Um, mm -hmm. because we don't do refunds, not in, not verbatim, but that's what pretty much yeah. the message is. And then the couple wrote back. Totally and, fair. Yeah, exactly. But the couple wrote back saying that, oh, actually we really yeah, do want, want the, the refund. Yeah. So they, they don't know how to respond to that. But before you answer that, I really want to talk about something that the listeners should know about. The Facebook group that I have created to help wedding business owners figure out specific issues about running their business, from sales to marketing to advertising, social media, no art stuff here, just all business. I know, right? It's such a great idea. If you're committed to building a wedding business that will last, you need to join this group. We'll have tips, episode transcripts, workshop information, and many more. So I hope to see you there. Just click on the link in the show notes. Okay, so what's your answer to my question? I would just say, like, I'm so sorry. I know the situation is so difficult, but unfortunately, we have contracts for a reason. I have to pay my staff. I've already put time into this. So I would love to take care of you and fulfill the amount you've already spent. If it's not in your wedding, maybe you use it um, for a family photo shoot or for a baby shoot when that time comes. But 
I'll give you this credit and it's not going to expire. So when the time comes, just let me know and I'll be happy to take care of you. But unfortunately, um, I can't, I can't refund your retainer. Okay. And if you have a signed contract, you should be fine. Make sure it's looked over by a lawyer. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I think we have a few questions now that are coming in. Okay. I or... know. I can't read them fast <laughs> enough. Okay. So Heather Reed, um, she's asking, what are the reactions of the venues that you've worked with, um, particularly clients with room blocks? Ooh, it's a good one. Oh, um, they've been totally understanding and great. We haven't had a single hotel with a room block um, hold us to anything. So um, we've only had one venue that is trying to upcharge for another date. Um, they're saying that their price inc increase would have increased in June. And so couples have to pay that increase, which I think is bullshit personally. But um, so we're dealing with that right now. But most venues have been amazing. Most wedding professionals, period, have been wonderful and so supportive. Um, and I'll say one great thing about this whole mess is that it's really brought the community together even closer. Mm. And vendors are really trying to help each other and be accommodating, not only for their clients, but to each other as well. So there's definitely a real feeling of camaraderie right now. I agree there. Yeah, I think everybody, um, everybody has been, even the planners that have approached me have all said postponement, you know, and they would ask mm -hmm what are what the clients have what steps the clients have to take um mm -hmm. and you know i feel like it's almost as if it, it's actually expected of everybody to give that grace i mean the, these clients are losing totally. their weddings you know they're losing their wedding dates that they've planned for <laughs> right right and something that we've encouraged our uh, clients to be okay with is to uh, pay maybe a larger deposit right now for those web vendors, like for my July client that pushed back to 2021, well, those vendors were relying on those funds this summer and they've been gracious enough to up their deposit amount and pay that now. And then they'll pay the balance next year for some, for others it's do all do now. And they're totally fine with that and understanding. Okay. Um, but I will say clients, they are a little hesitant, like our 2021 clients, that are now flustered to book a space because they know they have so much competition of people booking event spaces for next year. They're a little more hesitant to put large amounts down for vendors. They're like, what if they don't make it through this whole mess and my florist isn't in business anymore and I just dropped $10,000 on a deposit, which I think is totally reasonable and a valid concern. So, um, we're just speaking to those vendors. Most have been accommodating, um, breaking up the deposit and different payments. So instead of a big chunk right now, over the next six months, they'll ration it out, something like that. So um, I think that's something that wedding professionals are going to see quite a bit more is some nervous couples mm -hmm. um, just wanting to be sure that their wedding vendors are going to be around. Well, but I, I feel like it's a, almost like a chicken and egg thing too. Like they don't want to spend the money because... So, because the vendor might not be there next year, but the vendor won't be there right. next year if they're not spending the money. They don't spend. <laughs> yeah. But I think if you're flexible in your deposit amounts yeah. and due dates, um, like for us, like I said, we're half down, half two weeks before. If I have a client that wants to break up that half in like three or four different payments, I'm totally fine with that. I just need to be aware of that up front so I can plan on it when I'm doing my financials. 
that's actually that's a very good idea i think and i think that's yeah. something you're right a lot of vendors should be expecting that for the 2021 couples yeah. absolutely Okay, before we dive deeper into the Q&A, just make sure everyone to, if you have questions and you don't want to be recorded on camera, um, just type it in the chat. <laughs> but if you're okay with it, there's like an option to raise your hand or something. Yeah, uh, yeah just raise your hand and we, we're, we're going to go through the questions one by one. Okay, so next question is... I want to... Oh, yeah, go for it. Oh, I just want to see everyone's pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, everybody, you have to turn on your... Um, Pajama party. <laughs> now. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, okay, so next question. Uh, if they bring up cancellation and you want to keep the retainer deposit, are mm -hmm. you worried? Oh, you're worried about getting a bad review. How do you... How would you... No, are you worried Are about you worried about getting, getting a bad review? Yeah. I mean, I think bad reviews are such a concern for everybody, but that's no reason to not follow your contract. Your contract is there for a reason. If they write a bad review, then you can answer to it appropriately. Um, I would say the best thing you can do right now, if you have extra time on your hands, is message all of those past clients that are happy with your work and have them post a review. Make it really easy, send them a direct link so they don't have to search on Google, they don't have to search on Yelp, it's just a direct link. They write a couple words and boom, you have a five-star review. So that one star or whatever um, isn't going to hold as much clout when you have all these other reviews. Um, you know, at Bridal Bliss, we've gotten a couple that haven't been great. Um, I personally want to go in and fight every little wrong thing that they say in there, but that's not going to help me. So I usually just, you know, apologize to the person. We've probably already talked to them several times. And then just basically speak to the people that are looking at it. Like, um, I'm sorry, or I'm sure you've read so-and-so's not so favorable review. I would recommend looking at our, you know, 80 plus mm -hmm. positive reviews. And if you have any um, questions, feel free to reach, reach out or something like that. But I would um, definitely write something in response to their, that review. Don't bash the reviewer or anything like that more just say, you know, we've seen this, we understand it, we're so sorry about it, but um, it might not be totally accurate. And you can see all of these other positive reviews. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I mean, I get that there, people are worried about it, but if someone is going to bash you for following your contract, that's, I mean, that's ridiculous. It happens, but I would more, I would worry more about beefing up your good reviews and then the, the negative ones don't hold as much clout. Okay. Well, the, we, I, I remember uh, talking to someone and they said that sometimes, you know, when you get a bad review that doesn't really, it's, it's not really valid. It's better to not respond to it instead of answering to it too, because it kind of like puts fuel in the fire, but I don't know how you feel about that. I respond to everything. Um, if it's negative, and I have no idea where this is coming from. Like they haven't reached out to me or anything like that. I'll say, I'm so sorry to hear this. This comes as such a surprise. Please contact me directly. And I would be more than happy to speak with you and make this right. And then I'll put my personal contact information on there. More often than not, it's someone that um, you know that they're upset and they write a review. So I would do the same thing because this is more for the people that are reading it rather than that person themselves. Right. 
So you want all those other potential clients that don't know you and don't know how you do business um, and, and hire solely on reviews to know that you saw this, you cared, you tried to take care of it and you have a hundred other positive reviews. So um, I know when I'm shopping for something, even if it's just on Amazon or something, I'll look at how many negative reviews they have versus how many positive. I don't necessarily read them all, but if there's a hundred positive and two negative, then um, usually those are people with too much time on their hands. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone has a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> I know. So true. Yep. Okay. Next question. I have a friend who had a wedding planned in California for the first weekend of May. This date falls within the eight weeks that the CDC recommends not holding big events. Any advice on whether the couple should be able to get their deposit back from the venue? The venue states there's no reason for the couple to cancel and is asking for 90% of the deposit if they choose to postpone. There's no clause in the contract about cancellations due to unforeseen circumstances like disasters or pandemics. Oh, but the state is not allowing events, right? It's uh, right now. It's frowned right upon. Now, no, no. I think that, that it <laughs> is a recommendation. A recommendation, yeah, like but it's not party. like enforced. So it's not like a mandate, okay? No. Um, in Oregon, we just got you can have no social events over ten people. So um, I think it depends state by state. But I think, I mean, I would push back and assuming this couple wants to reschedule that the venue honors all of the deposits paid towards a future date, um, the, same, the same kind of date. So a Saturday or, you know, May is pretty prime in California. So a date that's not like November 6th or, or something random that no one's going to come to. So um, I think they're totally being unreasonable. Um, but I think it all just comes down to the contract. Okay. It, someone's saying, it, I think it's a mandate. Okay. okay. I thought it was too down there. Okay. So, I mean, that, so that if they have wedding insurance, that should help them out quite a bit. Because if it's a mandate and they physically can't have their event, their insurance, depending on the policy, should cover it. But check with your agent. Okay. okay. All right. And then another question. Um, I have a client who moved from April to August. And then is now considering moving to 2021. Um, I spent a lot of time moving all of the 25 vendors and revising contracts oh. for the August date and am debating whether I should charge a fee to move the date again. I think you mentioned this, but yes, go ahead. I did. So I hope that there is somewhere in the contract that there are additional fees for moving the date. Um, it's hard to just charge somebody without them being aware of it beforehand um gosh that's so hard and i wonder if this vendor has availability on the date that they're looking to move it to like for us our clause is uh you can postpone to a future date based upon availability so if they want to book it 10 10 um of 20 all of our coordinators have been booked for months so we can't accommodate you so unfortunately um you know, the payment is due, but we can't do it. So um, that's kind of a, a workaround. But um, that's something that should definitely have been in that postponement clause, like any future changes, there will be a fee. If there is a fee in his or her original contract stated, then absolutely, you should charge that. 
I think for the first postponement, like most people have had enough grace to just say, we'll postpone it, no problem. But that is a lot of work. I, I, mm-hmm. I feel her pain. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like um, if she had maybe, if this same planner had a tier that had maybe a one year of planning is this much, you know, a year and a half of planning is this much, like a different amount, maybe can she then change it up to that? I don't know. Yeah, it kind of depends on her business and how she structured it. Um, for us, our full service clients, it's everything is included. So we don't limit the amount of hours or meetings or anything like that. Okay. Um, so it really just depends on on each particular vendor. Okay, and I'm just reading, um, it's an Indian wedding with three events. Oh, uh. brutal. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, been there. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. And then you throw in all the cultural elements too, and it gets really complicated. Right. That's why um, that explains the 25 vendors. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Um, mm-hmm. I hope she has something in her contract. Okay. So, I mean, if anything from this, I hope people really take that they need to pay attention to their contracts, not only for new bookings, but for postponements as well. Okay. What, um, how would she word it though? Um, like what would she have to like um, tell the client that? Here, let me pull up ours real quick and I'll just read it to you. Right. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I have wedding agreement postponement addendum is the title. I have the client's name, the original date and a new event date. And it says, I'll read the slow if people want to <laughs> type it. This letter follows our prior conversations and clients um, written notification dated, put in the date, to postpone and reschedule event date from the original date to the new date. And you put the actual dates on there. Uh, the services and contractual obligations included in client's original executed contract for Bridal Bliss Inks, and then I put in the package type, will translate to the new event date. Should the new date require a change, change fees will apply. Um, and I got the advice that I could put an amount or I could keep it vague. I decided to keep it vague just because um, the type of change will kind of dictate how much work it is. So I didn't want to place an amount up front. And my lawyer said that 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 was fine. Um, And then I put all remaining balances will continue to be due based off the original event date and details of the original client. And then just like a little, we're committed to providing you the best service, blah, 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 signatures. Um, And we send this through rock, paper, coin to all of our clients so they can digitally sign it really easily. Um, We hold up in a little mountain town for a couple weeks. And um, my aunt have a house here. So being able to digitally sign things and send uh, digital invoices has been really clutch. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of not only clients, but wedding professionals are finding like, if you're not digitized yet, di- digitized yet, now is the time. Yeah. Very <laughs> valuable. So, um, okay. So just to sum up um, everything that we've talked about, uh, when when you get uh, an email from a couple about mm-hmm. oh I, actually w- before you get an email you should get in touch with the planner first already right just to yes do things out and everything yep talk to the planner see kind of what's been discussed what the status is what the contingency plan is 
Um, and then once you kind of get the go ahead from the planner, reach out to the couple, let them know you're thinking about them, you're really excited for their date. And I would do kind of regular check-ins every month or two, just so they um, know that you're thinking about them. Okay. And then um, be ready for uh, the contingency, right? You, you have to be ready for the, yeah. the stuff that we talked about. And then um, try to do something nice to them. On their wedding, mm-hmm. on their original. On their original, I I really like the idea. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna patent my idea of the Zoom, <laughs> the Zoom wedding, <laughs> where we could do the toasts because I feel like that's a great idea. We could do that's the ceremony. Idea. Yeah, yeah, that's my idea, man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a really great idea, right? Because thanks. We could That's do the. Cool. We could do the. You've got to see the pictures on our blog. They are like so heartwarming, oh gosh, and um, they'll bring a tear to your eye. So check it out: bridalbliss.com forward slash blog. Okay. I'll, okay, I'll patent the uh, the messages to the couple. <laughs> the hashtag. <laughs> you get the hashtag. I'll do the hashtags. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's a really good idea because at least you know. So is it is it a good idea to contact the planner before you put? pitch it to the couple that's probably totally better. yeah, yeah. So the, if the contact the planner before it. you do anything <laughs> and depending on depending on the level of a planner um they might be removed from all that so they could just say you know you contact them directly but if they're more of a full service planner they're kind of pulling all the strings so you'll want to talk to them first Perfect. Okay. and then planners obviously reach out to all of your clients as soon as possible if you haven't already um, because the sooner you start on those contingency plans, the more options you're going to have with availability. Okay, gotcha. And I think we have, do you have time for one last question, Nora? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what, what are the steps to communicate and work with vendors, venues, and clients on postponements? To- so um, first step is talk to the client, see kind of what their thought process is. If they do want to postpone get a handful of dates that they're hoping for and then try for those dates. So I, um, I, for me decided not to send a mass email to all of our different vendor teams. I started with just the most important. So the venue, the photographer, the band, um, you know, those, those vendors I was saying that can only do one event per, per uh, day for cinematographer. So I started kind of with that core group and checked their availability. So that's going to bring the dates down a bit. Um, And then I took kind of those more refined dates, the smaller list, and sent it out to the rest of the vendor team to see what was feasible. And if they weren't available for any, finding out what the photographer could do a Um, a a special shoot later on, like a family shoot or something like that to cover some of the costs or the cinematographer could do like a really cool engagement story session thing or something like that, that could be played at the wedding um, to help recoup some of those costs. But you can really get creative on, um, on what to do with those different circumstances. But obviously as a planner, I want to support all of our wedding professionals as much as I'm supporting our clients. So you know, I don't want them to be giving retainers back, even though that might be what my client wants. Like, I want to keep doing business with them. So um, I'm I'm advocating for not only the client, but also all the wedding professionals out there that are kind of struggling right now, too. So that's something to keep in mind as you have different planners reaching out and um, different vendors talking about what they're doing. So, um, you know, we're all in this together. Stay strong, everybody. Um, but I think just 
kind of taking care of each other is, is important. Yeah. Thanks for that. Because I just, I, I had one, I, I was talking to one guy and he said uh, a couple of planners already reached out to him and asked about his postponement uh, clause, like in the contract. So, you know, it's, so they are yeah, like on the lookout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah, we're all and as a planner, <laughs> as a planner, before I even reached out to my client, I reviewed all of her contracts. So I knew kind of what the situation would be with each person. So um, it's just kind of one less conversation to have. And she knows that I've done my homework and, um, you know, I've got her, her, her best things in mind as we continue to plan. She can really trust me. That's awesome. Or they, he, she, they, whoever. <laughs> Well, well, thank you. Uh, I'm sure you helped a lot of people today. It's and, very helpful. Yeah, I hope so. Got a lot I of really so. good information. I can't wait for the the Zoom party and the pajama party for all the vendors who are, <laughs> <laughs> who are listening right Let's now. Let's do it. Let's set it up. <laughs> but uh, I would love it also if you could tell the listeners and the viewers uh, how to reach you if they have any questions or um, if you they're curious about your service. Yeah, absolutely. So for Rock Paper Coin, the digital contracts and invoices, you can find us at rockpapercoin.com. And right now we have a promotion going. Um, if you have some extra time and you want to look into it, our code for a free year to use the platform is WED, W-E-D 20. And it'll be totally free for you to use. The only charges you would have are processing fees. And we're only at 2.5%. So we're probably substantially less than what you're using right now. Um, and for Bridal Bliss, we're at bridalbliss.com and um, obviously on Instagram for both of those companies. And if you want to reach me directly, I'm at Nora, N-O-R-A, at rockpapercoin.com. That's amazing. That's awesome. So the um, Rock Paper Coin is for vendors only or? Um, it's so they would interact with their clients on the platform. Okay, gotcha. So it's for clients and vendors. That's amazing. Perfect. Well, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. I really of course. Thanks for having me. Time. And uh, I know it's short notice, but you just you showed up and you we really appreciate it. With the it. full face. Oh. <laughs> I, you know, and my son who's been on an iPad this whole time thanks you as well. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, yeah. buddy. I know. So All yeah, right, we'll, we'll, we'll see you and uh, be safe out there. Absolutely. All the best. You too. Bye, guys. Bye. If you want to know more, you can join the discussion or watch the videos of the interviews. They're all in the Wedding Bossness Community Facebook group. You can find the link about the speaker and also the link to the Facebook group. Feel free to join the conversation because since this event is unprecedented, the best way to find a solution is to ask. I'll put all of the info in the notes below. Feel free to reach out and talk to other like-minded bossness people. Or just let off some steam. Till then, play nice if you can't win. Be nice, especially if you're good looking. Boss man out.